and welcome back to The Movies Made Us Do It. How are you doing, Matt? I am pretty good, sir. Yourself? I'm alright. Um, this feels like a... It's because... It, I don't know. This this feels like a, like a, a weird unintentional tribute that we've got going on now uh yeah. like a yeah. week ago well over a week ago actually it might have been even two weeks ago you said to me the next film we're gonna do is gonna yeah. be tron and i was like awesome one of my favorite films of all time can't mm -hmm. wait and then of course this week we get the unfortunate news that david warner has passed away um yeah. so it's it's odd timing for us yeah. this wasn't intentional but you know since we're here um obviously one of my favorite films of all time a fitting tribute for for david warner we have covered yeah. some david warner movies in the past so uh uh certainly we did the omen didn't we uh we did. yes he's bloody great in he is i mean the man is great in everything he's been in i think yeah. even if he's in something terrible he is fantastic i think that's it he's another one of those actors that even if he's in an awful fucking movie he's still amazing exactly he'll yeah. do whatever he can just to you know he, he will elevate anything exactly yeah he, he'll he'll elevate anything and i uh, looking back at his is you know what he's done there were so many things like you just sort of forget about like oh my god he was in that oh yeah i forgot he was in that and he was in like even silly things like the the um the league of gentlemen movie yeah uh, uh and um one of my favorites is um time after time have you seen time after time yeah he plays uh, Jack the Ripper. Mm -hmm. I love that movie, and very few people seem to have seen it. It's, he's it's, very good as is as uh, Jack as well. I, yeah, I, I like it. He's got a very, um, you know, there's a, there's a creepiness that he can mm. bring out, and one of, of course, and the other, you know, big voice um, acting thing I remember him from is um, Baldur's Gate Two, where he played as Arenicus. Uh Yes, yes. The the villain in the again bloody brilliant one of the best games of all time exactly yeah so so you know, certainly one of the best rpgs of all time it's, it's yeah, up I, near I, the top i didn't know i only heard recently that apparently um craven wanted him for freddy interesting that would have been a very different take yeah apparently he he's he liked the way he played sort of creepy because i think he he auditioned for it okay I, I could I, I'd be interested to have seen like a screen test for that. Yeah. it would have been a very different film. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, 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 it'd be interesting to see. I just imagine it would have would been have come through. In a, it, it would have been a different sort of humor, I suppose. I'm not even sure if it would have had much humor in it. I feel like it would have been way sinister, like way more sinister with David Warner for some reason. I'm feeling, yeah. you know, um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I would have loved to have seen a screen test. Absolutely. But anyway, we are here today to talk about Tron, the original, 1982. When did you first see Tron? Uh, uh, Betamax, and I think I would have oh. probably about seven or eight. Nice. Um, probably quite similar for me, not, not Betamax, um, but VHS. Uh, mm. I, I think a rental. I mean... I've always, you know, as a kid, I was massively into computer games, massively into computers. Uh, as yeah. I've said many a time, C64 was my first uh, computer of all time. I was obsessed. So, of course, you know, discovering there was a movie where people end up in a video game yeah. was just about the coolest thing ever as a kid. So uh, as soon as I discovered it in the, in the, uh, the old, we had like one of those, you know... Um, 
independently owned small video stores down the road back in the day where uh we used to rent our films where where my dad accidentally rented aliens instead of alien once so i started watching <laughs> aliens for like 10 minutes until he he was like this is the wrong film and then took it back and then i watched the proper the first one um so yeah we we went and got it from there and uh, i have loved this film ever since this is my um if i ever have a bad day if i'm upset about something this film will always bring a smile to my face it's my like go-to comfort movie i can understand that Mm, there's just something so charming about this film and you know what i think it still really holds up Uh, it's got a style i i I watched a a couple of reviews um sort of in preparation to see what other people thought of this yeah and so there's some of the reviews are very snotty i don't understand i i think it's got it's got a visual style and it yeah. really still works if you're mm-hmm. accepting of that visual style yeah. i really like it um it, it reminds me of you know it, it reminds me of well. i think the soundtrack is a still holds up great great soundtrack and some people really snotty about the soundtrack but i you know i, I don't understand the, the the soundtrack by um oh who was it it was um i got it written down somewhere it was, the, it was the same person who did um, The Shining and Clockwork Orange. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I cannot. Oh, uh, Wendy Carlos. Okay. So it's I, I and it's you know she she helped develop the Moog synthesizer, so mm. you know she knew what she was doing with with, with it, and I I love that soundtrack. I mean. I think it's great, and it's. it's... I, I think the 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 um the Tron Legacy soundtrack's probably better, but it's, then it's different. It's yeah, exactly. I I think they're both fantastic You've soundtracks. Like I forty years of electronic music between them. I'm so... sure we'll we'll probably talk about Legacy towards the end. Um, I didn't. I actually quite like Legacy now. I've I've softened on it. I really didn't like it when I first saw it. Yeah, but even then, that soundtrack was on repeat a lot in my in my phone that was on all the time the the tron legacy soundtrack is stunning but so is this soundtrack and it's very unique for this movie it sounds like it belongs to this movie um like weirdly i i was i just i've been on a bit of a a, an old fantasy kick this last week okay Uh, so i watched uh i was watching krull the other day i love krull so do i but i was watching it and i was like fucking horner like you're really talented but honestly i could be watching wrath of khan if i close my fucking eyes like he he really does reuse a lot of stuff that that Um, the period around there yeah you could take any of his it's just like they're all the same just slightly (laughs) tweaked they're very good it's very good but it is like indistinguishable from Mm -hmm. from moments from wrath of khan and 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 other productions of that time um whereas this one i think this soundtrack really stands out it it, it does really has got such a great um supporting cast as well it's like oh it's incredible two of, of british um you know talent it's just you know um (laughs) <laughs> Liam uh, uh, Neeson, you've got uh, Peter Jurassic. Yep, uh, and you've got um, an old Londo. Oh no, no, I mean in in Kroll. I mean Kroll. Sorry, I thought we were talking about. Yeah, no, no, that. I mean yeah, Liam like... Neeson in Kroll, and and it's yeah. weird because Liam Neeson in Kroll is like he's he's like he's kind of there, but he's barely in it. Like yeah. he, he's kind of there, but he says the least, I think, of the group. Yeah. And it's almost like it's it's funny to think that like someone as big as Liam Neeson 
was just like yeah like and Robbie, just and, and Robbie Tom Drake. yeah and, and and one of my favorites was was uh, you know Tucker from Green Chill and uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> it, uh, Todd Carvey is it mm. Something like that. Uh, I, yeah, it, it's it's oh, it's a great movie, and like I I, I joked with my friend, it, it's it's really funny to me. Like Krull is the film. It, it's a movie about a guy who acquires the coolest weapon ever made, yeah, and is then immediately told not to use it for the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah, and it's so frustrating because it's then, so and then, cool. And even, and even worse than that. When he does use it, it gets stuck in the creature having to use something else. I know. And it's like, guys, you invented something that for me could be as cool as a lightsaber if it was used loads in the movie, but they never use it. He's like, he comes out of the cave where he's got it. He's like, look. (laughs) And and the guy's like, no, I don't use that until the time's right. And I'm like, the time is right now. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) There were... do you want to Perhaps sell toys when they're or surrounded not? by bad guys i don't yeah. know maybe no. no let's just use my sword <laughs> what, what else have you seen uh oh hawk the slayer i've, I've just oh, been been God. in a real sort of like classic cheesy fantasy kick yeah um hawk the slayer still really stands up we should oh, cover hawk that slayer. one day oh, hawk the slayer. that movie i was I'm I'm still waiting for a for a sequel. God damn it! They were talking about that like only a few years ago. They were still talking about still, doing it. They still talk about it, and it's like, oh god, I. I would love it. I I just don't imagine anyone giving them the money to do it. But no. I would love a Hulk yeah, I mean, Slayer. I, I think like at least half of the cast dead. So I think you'd have to re- recast everybody. I mean. Yeah, unless you do like his son or or something, yeah. and then you could still have him in it, and it you know, <laughs> it could work with just him and then you know his son and his son's friends or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I mean you you could recast Crow and have him as the same character because they yes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you know yeah. Um, I would love to see it though, Hawk the Slayer. I, I genuinely if you if your only knowledge had a title I think it's Hawk the Hunter isn't it? What the sequel? Yeah, the sequel's called Hawk. Um, it's supposed to be called Hawk the Hunter. Oh, nice! I didn't even know it had a name. Um, yes. If your only knowledge of of that film, by the way, we're getting like way off topic. But if your only yeah. knowledge of of Hawk the Slayer is the joke in Spaced, then honestly, you owe it to yourselves to watch hawk the slayer it's a really good film the amount yeah. of people i know that as soon as you mention it they're like ah oh, hawk the slayer was rubbish it's like no actually watch it though you know it was the same with uh same with babylon 5 for ages it's like oh space oh, joke oh. it's like you haven't actually watched the the bloody series to know that it's actually fantastic like that's the point of the joke you know I, like I, and i love spaced but so do i but it is responsible for so many it really ironic is. comments all the time yeah. um but yeah um, anyway, let's talk about Tron. Let's do it. Before I, God, it's hot today. Do you know it wasn't? It's been it's lulled me into a false sense of security because it's got really cool lately. And now today I'm like, oh god, yep. there's the heat again. <laughs> um, so anyway, Tron opens with what at the time was a spectacular graphic with the yeah. you, know, you you kind of see like almost like the cityscape as it kind of pans out and becomes the the word Tron. Um love it uh and and then we we cut to uh, a quick shot of of flynn's arcade uh one of the coolest looking arcades ever i wish i could go there now and just be in that arcade um so and and what i love is when they did when they announced the second uh, oh yeah they recreated the the, the, cool 
the, the arcade. And then they had, it, at some point, they had the one of the, like in the movie, one of the arcade machines, m- like, m- opened, and they could all go down, and the, there was the, the new light cycles and stuff yeah. for the people to look at. That was amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so we, we go into the arcade very briefly. We see people very natural. It looks like an arcade, as I remember arcades. Yep. Uh, they go in, and um, we see a guy playing light cycles. Um, and while he's playing we go into the screen and then we see the actual programs uh so the game is being played by a user a human in the real world but we see them represented by programs in in game um i'm a little confused i've always been a little confused as to how the relationship between users and programs actually goes especially when someone's directly controlling a game because it seems like they have autonomy but they can if someone's. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Good. But don't think about it too much. Um, <laughs> I, they, I mean, they, they, they don't. I, I've watched this film too much, and I, I've I know. overthought they, they, it. They don't over really years. go into that too much. Do no, they? and and good because but... if they did, it would just get messy. So they they just leave it. But yeah, uh, we're introduced here to uh, Sark, mm-hmm. who is uh, a, a program working for uh, the Master Control Program. We will get to all of that we're like front loading this with introductions but yeah we'll, we'll get to that um so um sark defeats a a user in the light cycle race um and then briefly he is talking to the master control program and the master control program's like hey you're getting a bit like oh, i love it he says harsh. he says you're getting brutal sark yeah brutal and needlessly sadistic <laughs> and, and sark says thank you <laughs> yeah thank you master control that's awesome that is my intention um and and another thing this movie i love this movie right but it is at its core it's 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 a very out there idea it i mean they when they filmed this they filmed it in on black and white sets where in black yeah. and white everything it probably looked goofy as shit People like David Warner taking this seriously, honestly, if it wasn't for the caliber of actors, this film would have fallen. His point was that he's done, he said, well, I've done stage plays. He didn't have any any money Mm -hmm. and no sets. So I was used to reacting to nothing. Mm. So they, you know, they they all kind of knew, with the exception of some of the younger actors, they all kind of had done it before in, in, in a weird sort of way. But it does look really weird when, you, especially when you see um, just the like black the, and white, the black and white mm. tank controls set, because it literally just looks like cardboard. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the 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 process they went through is is so interesting. I've actually got a book on the, the making of of Tron, and it, it's it's an amazingly yes, interesting it's like, read. It's it's blown up, and then it's um, different each is it's several layers yes. sort of like scratched out isn't it with, mm-hmm. with each each color with backlit each color a different layer and you think god that the amount of time it must have taken to do that and i'm pretty sure if i remember right it's been a while since i read the book but if i remember rightly i think at one point they ran out they were running out of time and i think they shipped a lot of it to china to do to finish yeah. off right. uh just where they were like this is going to take us forever yeah. <laughs> like there's there's no end to this and um, i mean with you know the cg and stuff there's only about 20 minutes of cg in the actual movie i mean this film paved the way for everything you see now yeah like everything 
And one of those, and again, one of those annoying fucking Oscar things. They said, "Oh no, you're not eligible for a for an award because you use computers." And they basically said that's cheating. Yep. Okay. Well, that 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 eliminates yeah. every film that comes out now. Exactly. Great. <laughs> oh, what? Forrest Gump Oscars? No, you use CG to get rid of <laughs> Lieutenant Dan's legs. I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid just, that makes you. Uh, the idea that. that, that you know, somehow it's it's cheating using a computer is just yeah, like it was easy for them to do yeah. this in 1982. Yeah, they didn't do like, anything. Oh, you're cheating! They just, they that just was pressed, easy. They just pressed the button, the computer did everything. And I mean, the computers that was that the memory that these computers had was ridiculous. It was only something stupid like three megabytes. Yeah, or yeah, it like did. That. which which for 82 would have been pretty impressive. Yeah. but you know, and I know that they had they had such difficulty trying to get the like. Well, first of all, they couldn't get the, the, the they were having trouble getting the funding. Every yeah. major studio, Warner Brothers, MGM, they all turned it down. So mm. they went to Disney, and Disney sort of you know liked the idea because originally I think they were actually going to do it as an animated movie. Yeah, which I can totally see. Yeah, and the the a, 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 there is a, a a a previous existing Tron from the the guy who um, Stephen uh, Lisberger who directed mm-hmm. it. Him and his company, they did a like a test thing for to sort yeah. of show companies, and there's like this weird looking sort of almost half Cylon, half Gladiator guy who is throwing the discs, and yeah. that that was who they had as Tron, mm-hmm. and apparently Tron comes from the electric, so he's supposed to be like an an electric man sort of thing, mm-hmm. electric Gladiator. Yeah, they couldn't. They, yeah, they, they couldn't give them the, the you know the the funding, and when they you know they did, they had. They had four separate companies working on the effects, and not one of them was communicating with each other. Mm, yeah. So it's a miracle that this fucking movie got made. It, it really is, um, but it really holds up, and it really stands the test of time for me, at least. Um, I, yeah, I, I really like the style, and I, I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, but yes. Yeah, so anyway, uh, David Warner, fantastic as Sark here, yeah. and and one of my favourite villainous performances of his. Actually, I think he's great. Well, he's also um, the master computer master. Uh, he does the voice of Master Control. Yeah, yeah Master Control as well. And I love the basically. He, he says that he's got some new programs. He's got some military programs for him to go up against. Mm. And I love it. He says he says what well, what are they? And he says that whatever. I can't remember what he says they are. They're like pilot computers or something pilot programs or something like that something like that, like that. Yeah. and he goes nice <laughs> <laughs> i love that line just the way he says it nice or like just like an excited kid it's brilliant yeah yeah um so yeah uh anyway uh we we then uh cut to um we then cut to flynn i believe i think flynn uh trying to to break into the it. mainframe yeah. Um, so he's written a program called Clue, mm-hmm. um, and he's basically giving Clue a pep talk through the yeah, computer. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's like, "Hey, you're the best program ever. I wrote you to do this job, and you're going to be amazing at it." And he's like, kind of trying to give him a, a, a pep talk. Um, and so Clue has been sent in. This program is being sent into the Encom, who are the company that uh, we'll get to in a moment. Um, mm-hmm. He's looking for evidence. So at this point, we don't really know what it's about, but he's looking for some kind of evidence of Dillinger's wrongdoing. Uh, Dillinger is the owner of Encom, um, but we don't really know why at this point. We kind of get to it. The human version of uh, of, uh, David Warner. 
Yes, David Warner appears three times in this film. Yeah. Just just roll with it. So uh, each program, basically, if a program's written by a user, they kind of look the same as the user effect. Yeah, the idea um, that a, 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 like a, almost like a spark of that person is written into mm-hmm. the, like the, like the DNA of the program. Yeah, yeah. So, so they kind of represent themselves in, in the real world. Um, so uh, Clue is in a tank kind of uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, within the computer world or it's represented as a tank um and he's trying to uh escape the security programs um he's he's kind of doing uh doing his best to uh to escape them and with him is bit and i love bit because oh, love because he's literally a bit right so yeah. he's he's binary so and all he does is say yes or no because he's binary yeah. that's that's all he does that's, that's what bit is um th- this is one thing i really didn't like about legacy but i love about this movie it, it, they these people understood computers and they understood what they were talking about whereas with legacy yeah. you get it's like yeah it's kind of cool but they really don't know what the fuck they're talking about no it's more um, of a it, it, it's become more of a sort of almost generic fantasy sort of yeah kind of has in legacy which i'm which is i'm it's not a a bad thing exactly not necessarily it's still beautiful and it's still really cool but what i do love about the original tron if you don't know anything about computers if you don't know that kind of stuff and you're watching tron if you Mm. come across names and things just google them and they will probably mean something yeah. Like, and I love that. I love that they actually took things and went, yeah, okay, here's Ram personified somehow. Yeah. Why not? You know, it's cool. Um, but anyway, uh, poor Clue uh, and, and Bit get uh, get captured by the Master Control program. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we see Flynn in the real world is like, oh, fuck, you know, screwed yep. that up. Um, so Master Control has taken Clue and uh, he tortures Clue into trying to he tries to kind of get him to give up the information like why were you here what were you sent here to do yeah. uh but he refuses and uh, master control derezzes him which basically kills him yeah um this uh security hack is uh, uh obviously master control caught clue and as a result he informs ed dillinger in the real world the the real world uh, version of david warner who is the head of ncom and and uh, ed dillinger is thinks he knows who and why they're getting hacked because they're yeah. they're they're going after a specific file um so being aware of of the fact that that it's flynn uh terrifies ed dillinger and uh, ed dillinger as a result locks everyone with uh, group seven access out of the system basically yeah uh so i i we see uh alan bradley uh played by bruce boxliner who's yeah. an employee and has uh he's an employee for encom and he's developed a program called tron uh tron is a security program but like alan's a bit too good at his job and yeah. so basically it's not just a security program to look after ncom but it's also a security program to keep a check on ncom it's going to keep a check on yeah. everything basically it's, it's gonna it's basically gonna be um uh separate from the the uh you know the the mcp so yeah. which obviously the mcp doesn't really want nope <laughs> I, i'm assuming that he's been kind of working on it in quiet like secret yeah. or on his on the side trying to be like oh this would be a nice surprise for a dillinger i can really impre- impress my boss um <laughs> 
And then obviously, uh, unbeknownst to him, there's all of this shady stuff going on with the master control program. Um, so uh, Alan is called in to see Ed Dillinger. Or sorry, I think he books an appointment to see Ed Dillinger because he's like, well, I need access. Like, what the yeah. hell? I can't get in. Um, and he can like, shitty fuck who asked for his popcorn on the way out the door. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, Alan, I... do you think I could have some of your popcorn? I'm like, no. I love <laughs> the, um, food. the the matte painting as well that makes the, the office look like 50 Huge. times bigger. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. The only problem is, is that when he gets in the lift, there's a slight wobble. Yes. Just a slight a wobble slight. That, that, mm. that shows that it's that it's a painting, which is a shame. Yeah. Um I also love the uh the the Gort Klatu Verata Nicta. Oh, he's the, got it on the side of his desk. On the side of his desk, yeah. Nice, nice little reference. Um although I don't think it's a reference, I think it's a quote. Um Yeah, yeah, because it just says uh, gore. Well it's it's very much what he does, right? Is is yeah. is you know, being in charge of, of computers and machinery and, and having a code to shut things down is very in keeping with Alan Bradley and his security work, I think. Kind of works. Yeah. Um so he uh, heads to Ed Dillinger's office and he meets with Ed Dillinger and uh, he he says, look, you know, I need Group 7 access to, to keep working. And Ed's like, what, what are you working on exactly? I'm the world's worst boss. I don't know what you do. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, uh, well, I mean, I guess he's I, top of the company, right? So maybe. But I, but I think, I think we, we it, you know, it, it shows throughout the, the movie that he's not a good boss. Oh, he's God, a, no. And a, I think everyone knows it as well. He's just a crook, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so of course, Alan, being the good boy, um, reveals everything. He's got no reason to suspect Dillinger. So he says, "Look, I'm working on this security program called Tron, um, and it's used to monitor communications between Encom and the outside, uh, the outside outside systems and the outside world." Um, now, of course, unbeknownst to Alan, Master Control is like obsessed with basically hacking outside systems that's uh, yeah, what he wants to do that's you know everything basically eventually so of course that doesn't sit well um and uh dillinger basically says you know um yeah don't worry about it you just go away and we'll, we'll sort it out it's all good you just <laughs> yeah. uh, off you go um and then of course as soon as he leaves the master control program is like dillinger I want to hack the Pentagon. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm, you're getting you're ruining my plans I'm, to hack yeah, the Pentagon. Like, I'm, 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 bo- I'm bored of all these 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 things I've been hacking. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hack the Pentagon like next I week. Love, I love when he says it. He's like, I was thinking about hacking the Pentagon next week, and yeah, just like, he uh, said what? He's just like, and the week after, probably the Kremlin, and you just like. Yeah. Jesus Christ, this thing's fucking okay. nuts. Um, and what I love is that you can see it, like David Warner's so good. And and as Ed Dillinger, he's such an asshole, right? Oh, he's a complete worm. But you can see that he he created, or part he was involved in creating the Master Control program. Yeah. It started off as a chess program and has is, mm-hmm. is since then become this big security thing. But you can tell that he, Ed Dillinger, is scared of Master Control. He's yeah, like, oh... He's- Okay. Well, way beyond anything he, I think, even knows what, how to do. So Yes, and of course, we will come to the fact that there is a reason that this evidence that Flynn is looking for still exists in the system. And that is because the Master Control Program has that over Dillinger. And yeah. is holding it over Dillinger to get Dillinger to comply with what Master Control wants. It's basically yeah. like, it's Skynet, right? Master yeah, Control. He's, he's like hacking the Pentagon and the Kremlin. Probably going to start World War Three. Yeah, laugh because I think bored. I think 
in, in, when you when you think about it, if if Flynn hadn't done what he'd done, and you know we don't we didn't get the, the events of the movie, I think everybody would be fucked. Net, like in three weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> now Dillinger says to the mass control program, he's like, "That's that's beyond your capabilities." Um, you know, for that, that's your that's beyond your programming. Um, and MC uh, and the MCP basically like come, ominously informs him, like I could like that's I'm like nine hundred twelve thousand, you know, like twelve thousand yeah. times uh, better than that since then. You know, like I, I'm that much more smart now. Yeah. Um, like he thinks he can run everything better than any human, which is why he basically wants to take over. Um. So, yeah, so then he's basically blackmailed uh, as soon as Dillinger's like, you shouldn't do that. Uh, the mass control program's like, well, I've got all that evidence and believe me, I'll I'll make it front page news tomorrow. Yeah. That Flynn actually created uh, Space Paranoids. But we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. So meanwhile, Alan is, uh, you know, Alan Bradley's feeling a bit upset. So he decides to go and see his girlfriend, uh, Laura, who is uh, also working at NCOM. Um, she, they, NCOM also has a laser lab. Just, just to go with it. They do. Um, this software company oh, also think, has th- this. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Um, and it's a building. They've they've clearly got lots of stuff going on. It's a building with a very big door. Um, yeah, I love that door. We'll get that's door. Awesome. <laughs> it's like the coolest thing ever. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so Alan goes to meet Laura, uh, who is, uh, yeah, like I said, she's a technician in the NCOM laser lab, and she is Flynn's ex-girlfriend. Um, mm. So uh, Laura yeah, and Walter... So to to, uh, to, to uh, Walter. Dr. Walter Gibbs. Yeah. I, like, I, the amazing Bernard Hughes. Who who basically is the, the person who created NCOM. He started it in his garage, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is so cute. I love him. He's like the best scientist dude ever. Yeah. Um, and and uh, she's like, here goes nothing. And he's like, oh, that's funny. Because you said here goes nothing. But what yeah. we're trying to do is digitize this piece of fruit. So what you could yeah. say is here goes nothing. Here comes something. You know, it's like, oh, you're you're so good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, 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 this software company also has a, a fly-like teleportation system that they're trying to build in the basement. Yeah, it digitizes things and then it's like a transporter, basically, is what they're doing. Yeah, um, and it works. They do it for a piece of fruit, and it's like, whoa, okay, that's that's invaluable. I mean, you've just basically made this company the the biggest company in the world if it wasn't already. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Alan uh, Alan talks to to Laura, uh, you know, about his concerns about the company, and it's like something's going on. I I I know something's going on now, Laura is reasonably convinced that she knows who the fuck's been trying to hack Edcom. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm pretty sure, my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah I know who's doing it. <laughs> and, and, and I love how much um, <laughs> how much um, Alan really hates Flynn. She, not only does he hate Flynn, but they go to the arcade to meet him. And the disdain, yeah. the disdain on Alan's face... Like it, it just looks like you stepped in something all the way through the arcade. And I mean, they walk in with all these cool kids playing arcades and stuff. They're fully suited and booted. They look, yeah. they look so out of place. Um, <laughs> and I, I can't like Alan, not only in the arcade but also in Flynn's apartment, which is above the arcade. Mm-hmm. They're like, 
he's like oh god look at this fucking place and i'm like this is literally the coolest place i've ever seen in my life yeah like this arcade like flynn's apartment above the arcade i'm like this is like the coolest thing ever yeah. <laughs> you know it's like, like it, as an adult you think maybe not but when you're a kid i don't know i like, still think as an adult if i could run an arcade and make money from it yeah 100 live cool. above an arcade that, that would be cool you know uh, the only time i've ever played the tron arcade game um was like years later and it was knackered so i never actually got to play it properly oh that's a shame um i've played it a few times over the years the um oh what do they what is it called that traveling arcade that comes around once a year they've got they've got uh they've got tron light cycles if i remember rightly and then they've got discs of tron actually they've got discs of tron um so yeah if you ever if you're ever around when those things i think it comes around like once a year generally um but they've got one that works it worked the last time i played it um uh but yeah so um we we see that flynn is like the best ever at uh space paranoids uh, a game and he's he, also uh he's 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 your your typical cocky shithead oh fuck yeah he, he's he's a real cocky shithead the thing is though this this arcade scene is real like i have seen groups of people gather to watch some oh, yeah. awesome at an arcade game so i was like this this is like how i remember arcade mm-hmm. you know this yeah. this is this is it if someone was that badass you would have a crowd like watching and cheering you on so and actually i i always used to freak me out when you were playing and you'd get a crowd around i hate it because i'm like now now i you've like, got added pressure now i i said to chris on the icons once like i'm so much better i i i am pretty good at, at a lot of computer games as soon as i start if i start streaming it i become like at least 40 percent worse at it like instantly <laughs> just for the fact that i'm live streaming it it's like instant instantly yeah. decreased uh abilities but you know what can you do and apparently when they were uh, filming they um they got a load of arcade machines uh for the set for when for you know between takes and things and apparently Jeff Bridges got really good. And uh, didn't he like complain about going to work and stuff? He's like, yeah, I'm researching, they, they, buddy. Every time they they sort of called, they they got called back. It was really hard, apparently, to drag him away. Oh, wasn't it? Uh, it was Battlezone, wasn't it? He was playing. I, I think it was think, his favorite. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which is a great game. Yeah. Um, and well, very they... Tron like actually, it's the 3D tank game. If you've never mm-hmm. played it before, you've probably seen footage of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they head up to uh, above the arcade with uh, with Flynn, and um, we get some funny back and forth with with Flynn, basically like you know making it clear that he dated her once, and he's like, "Does she still yeah. still leave her clothes on the floor?" Yeah. <laughs> she start like start shouting him, but then of course Alan's like, "No," and he's like, "Oh, oh. Yeah. it's, it's great." Um, but anyway, Flynn basically. And that's actually another another thing about. Uh, Bruce Boxler, I always thought he should have been bigger as well. You know, he mm. was in a. I mean, he's not that like he hasn't been in a lot, but he's actually a really great actor, and I, I've never understood why he didn't get bigger parts. I I completely agree. I I think that that Boxleitner was a tremendous actor, still is a tremendous actor. I was yeah. so happy when he turned up, um, in the Orville season three. Yeah, you said he's and, basically and... playing. He's he's basically the the head of the alliance so he's basically the same kind of role he played in babylon 5 but he's a big blue alien it's, it's <laughs> awesome <laughs> um 
it, you can't even recognize him. He's got so much makeup, but it's the voice. Like as soon as you yes, hear that voice, you're like, Fox yeah. Lightner. Um, but yeah, I always, always thought he should have got more work. Uh, honestly, I, I think he is a fantastic actor. Um, and he's great here. Like I said, you could really see the disdain on his face for Flynn. He's like, oh, this, yeah. this jackass. Um, but then Flynn tells him the story because they were like, why, why were you, are you, are you, he's like immediately, he's like, Flynn, are you embezzling? Yeah. And he's like, that's such a dirty word. But, but then he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, like, let me tell you what happened. So <clears throat> Kevin Flynn was the brightest young programmer at Encom. And he came in around the same time as Ed Dillinger. They were both just, you know, low level programmers. Um, but Flynn was brilliant. And he started making video games in his free time using the Encom software computers, right? Uh, right. Hardware. Um, but he came in one day after creating all of these games, including Space Paranoids. Uh, he he came in one day to find that his uh, his uh, folder was was empty, his private folder. Um, and then three months later, Ed Dillinger showed the board all of Flynn's games and was like, "These are my games." Yeah. Um, didn't even rename them. Yeah, did apparently didn't even rename them um and then shortly after that flynn got let go um and ed dillinger rose to become ceo of the entire company i'm assuming he's ceo he's like head boss anyway yeah um and uh so flynn has been going in or hacking into encom uh encom systems into the mainframe to try and get the evidence that he thinks is still in the system that proves that he was the original programmer of these games because he says like kids in his arcade are putting like thousands and thousands and thousands of, yeah. of, of dollars into space paranoids and flynn sees none of it because basically yep. it's not his well the actual <clears throat> arcade machine made more money than the film did yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> um oh i forgot to say by the way there is the there's a there's a wonderful transition earlier in the movie when we transition from the computer world into the real world it's the introduction of ed dillinger and it pans out to the city, but they've kind of made the city yes. look like the world of Tron. And then you've got the, the, the red helicopter come yeah. in and it's like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's such that a nice transition job. into the real world. Um, really cool. Uh, anyway. We've also, I think we've... We missed the Peter Jurassic we, bit as well. We missed the Peter Jurassic bit, which, yeah. which I, he says he's a, he's a... Isn't he like an insurance computer uh, uh, program? Yeah, and you totally buy it with Peter yeah. Jurassic. You're like, yeah, you look like you work in insurance, actually. I, I buy it. <laughs> Because they all act like they, they're real world counterparts as well. Yeah. So like, if they're like, you know, like a a salesman, then the program, if it's a sales program, they act like a salesman. You know, basically yeah. they they act like they're they're counterparts, they're real world counterparts. Um. So anyway, they they talk about it and they're like, well, we're screwed because they've they've banned everyone with a level seven access, so no one could get in. Um. And uh, Flynn's like, well, I could just basically make my own level seven access because I'm a genius. Sure. Um, and uh, of course, meanwhile, we do see um, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. Um, other scientist man, Walter. Uh, he he goes and see Dillinger. And he's like, you know, you can't stop people having it with level nine access. They, they need it to do their job. Um, yeah. And Dillinger's like, just just fuck off mate like uh, you know he's like go away and he's like look i created this company in my garage um and dillinger's like well 
it's not your company anymore and it's not the company you made in your garage um and at one point i think he says like you know i'll leave and he's like you're welcome to leave like he, yeah. he was doesn't he say like i wish i i could go back in time to when i used to work out my garage he's like that could be arranged yeah. you know he just yeah. doesn't care it's like this is the guy who basically built the company that you run doesn't care um and we're told that alan bradley similarly uh was around early on uh in in the life of ncom obviously not early enough to to notice flynn i guess but no i guess different departments I, maybe. I was gonna say that but you know, they've been different departments <clears throat> like i said it's a big building yes it's a very big building um so off they go they they decide they're they're gonna break into encom to 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 get the information and the evidence they need um i'm I'm always a little confused as to why alan's really up for doing this but he kind of i guess he's just trying to stick with laura he doesn't trust i was gonna say yeah i just think he just doesn't want flynn with his girlfriend i mean i wouldn't either (laughs) no no it's quite clear that they've got something going on still yeah um it's it's pretty i mean you can you can see they you know they've got that it's like they are they you can tell they were a couple because they've got like that shorthand together the way they talk to each other and if i was alan i'd be completely you know (laughs) i'd read about it uh (laughs) So they uh, they need a uh, an access code to to get in, and um, they need to go to the laser lab to get that. So uh, they head down, and we get the big red door, and yeah. uh, they they can't get in. And of course, Alan's like, "Well, that's that. We're we're screwed." But then Flynn cannot <laughs> yeah. wait to be like, "Hey, what's this?" And basically, just creates his own security uh, code to get in. Um, to to the laser lab um so the idea is that laura and alan i think are going to go and uh so i think wasn't it flint's going to look for the information at laura's lab terminal yes while the other two um go and confront the mass control program is that right i i, I can't remember they, they're they going to go into a different room are they getting thrown up <laughs> Like oh that. yes that's right i think alan was going to go and finish his work on tron and get it online so yeah. that tron could do the security bit afterwards and and basically show everything that's yeah. that's right that's what they do <laughs> i was thinking like for some reason they go into a different room but yeah. yes that's why um and again you get that you get that scene with just showing how much of a kid he is yeah they're, they're in the they're in one of the bu- the buildings and he just hides behind the filing <laughs> such a dick just just as for, for you know for laura to go uh, to go past him and he sort of comes up it's like jump out on him yeah it's like you really are a, a big kid aren't you yeah just just an absolute dick um <laughs> but i love it uh so of course flynn is uh side the terminal where the laser's pointing right at the back of his head yeah coincidentally luckily really for master control or this would never would have worked <laughs> um but uh so flynn I do, starts I do like the way they're talking to each other you know yeah that... Yeah, it's never really clear whether they're actually talking to each other or not. But I assumed they were. Like, like Master yeah. Control is actually speaking to him, because um, I always assumed he was actually speaking to Dillinger as well. Mm. Um, so Master Control talks to him, and he's like, "Stop what you're doing! Stop it!" And he realizes that that he can't stop Flynn. Flynn's like that good of a programmer that even Master Control yeah. is not going to be able to lock him out or stop him. And he warns him, and he says, "I will put you in the games." And uh, and Flynn's like, I love games. We, we, you want to play yeah. games? Let's play games. Uh, of course, not realizing that the the laser is behind him, and just like the piece of fruit, he he fires it at Flynn, and Flynn 
dematerializes um but instead of rematerializing somewhere else he is taken into the computer world i do remember the first time i watched it mm. not quite re- realizing what it did and i remember being terrified that they just killed him he's dead <laughs> I just oh, thought, my oh god oh my god they've killed him that's terrible mm. and then of course you know you 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 you, you, you work out what's, yeah. what's happening happening, but yeah, the first I do remember the first time watching it, thinking, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I love this shot when we go into the computer world with uh, yeah with Flynn and and you know, my my what I was watching when I was rewatching it, my wife came in at, at that point, um, and she said, "Oh, it's like Lawnmower Man," and I just thought, "Oh crap." <laughs> I rewatched Lawnmower Man last week, actually. Weirdly Did enough. you? Yeah. How does that sound up? Not very well. I went to the, I went to the cinema. Mean, it, to it, that. Not very well. Uh, I didn't think it would do. No, no. It's fun though. Like it's, I really it's fun. Loved it. When, I, when, it, when it first yeah. came out, I, I, I really liked it. Mm. I, 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 it's got some nice ideas. Mm. It's, it's just unfortunately unlike Tron. It's one that just doesn't hold up. Yeah. I don't think. Um. It tries to do way too much with its CGI as well, where Tron is kind of functional and sensible with what it tried to do, I think. I think mm. they worked within their means. Lord Murrow Man was way too ambitious. Um, yeah. And as a result, it, it kind of doesn't work. <clears throat> um, but anyway, uh, Flynn materializes in the digital world. And, and I love this bit. I don't know if it's just in just because he's just arrived or whether it's his user powers and the first hint of user powers but when he arrives everything starts lighting up around him all mm. the the systems come online and the lights come on and stuff um but he's basically taken to a holding pen um where he meets ram the financial program that we met with uh peter jurassic's character who i forget the name of earlier crom uh, the the god from Conan. The god. yeah <laughs> um so um ram is like hey i'm a financial program let me tell you all about my life and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and flynn's he's like who are you and flynn's like oh, i'm just a, a guest but don't worry about me yeah. <laughs> he's, oh no he says he can't remember doesn't he he's like, oh, i can't yeah, quite says, can't remember what i'm doing here um and, and, uh, and ram helpfully says oh that can happen with transportation <laughs> yeah you'll you'll get used to it it's fine it'll come back to you that's yeah but they're going to be you do see trons in the next cell isn't he uh yeah but they don't meet do they initially before um just before flynn is put into his cell yeah uh, tron is taken out of his so they just they just sort of miss each other at that point yeah yeah uh so i like this bit right another thing that pissed me off with legacy is is like sam flynn arrives in the in the digital world he's like oh yeah i'm in the digital world cool um you know it's like what you know yeah. where where is here flynn is like convinced for about half the movie he's like this is a dream this yeah. is nonsense like i'm dreaming um but he does say they they come in and they're like we're gonna put you in the games and he's like i play games better than anybody i, I suppose with the with the second if his dad would have talked to him about this world a lot i guess it sort of stands to reason that I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a pass on that maybe yeah. I will not give it a pass on him suddenly being a ninja and that, that is um, me being generous yeah. he was suddenly... well I mean yeah, the yeah. idea is that he does all those sports and stuff so sure sure 
I mean, he does leap off a building with a parachute. He does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess. I guess. Whatever. It's fine. I like it. I like it now. It's fine. I like it these days. It's all right. I've come to terms with it. <clears throat> anyway, uh, they are then taken to meet Sark. Uh, now, Sark has previously been told by Master Control that uh, yeah, there's we, someone we, new coming in. Yeah. And it's a user. And Sark is fucking terrified. No, yeah, he he completely like checking his pants, isn't he? Mm. Now we learn that <coughs> Program C users is gods. Yeah, they they are gods. I mean, they created them, right? So they are their god. Um, and even Sark is 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 worried. Um, the master yeah. control program's like, ah, fuck it, he annoyed me, so I'm well, gonna bring him says, in. And, you know. He says, you know they wrote us they wrote me they even wrote you and, and uh, he says he says i am not i am not written by one person i'm a yeah. sum and i've become like five thousand times better since then you know yeah he's got a real ego the mass control he really has um so we are told i do like the is it is it this point or a bit later where he starts draining uh suck I think it's a little later, but it might be here where he's like, "You do what I say," doesn't it? And um, I think he drains him after the first escape with the light cycles. Oh, okay. I think because he's like, basically, I wanted him to play the games until he dies. Yeah, because he keeps because because Sark Sark keeps trying to um, kind of go against his wishes because he tries to kill uh, Flynn in a bit, and he's like, "No, you don't. Like, I want him to die in the games. Like, let him play." uh but anyway they're they're given their identity disc and told that this this basically stores your actions and experiences and it's also doubles as a frisbee weapon yeah um and they're then sent off to the fight which again is is another game you play as a kid but doesn't last very long when you get a frisbee in the face no it doesn't last very long (laughs) it's not quite fun after that is it yeah yeah um so they they are taken off to to their their games now on the way they see tron fighting and he's fighting the other programs off and he's a complete badass and uh flynn's like who is that and and ram's like that's that's tron and tron tron fights for the users that's that's what he does now of course we know that tron is the program of alan brad uh bradley and in the real world um it's really hard not to say alan bradbury um <clears throat> In the real world, uh, obviously, Tron has been created as a security program. And that's why, in this movie, he's really good at fighting and stuff. He's really good at, at taking out other programs because that's what yeah. he was designed to do. Um, <clears throat> so, Flynn gets taken to his first game. Um, and it, it it's basically the, 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 the ball game. And, um, you know, if you've ever played, like, Block Breaker or any of those old old arachnoids or whatever it's called uh <clears throat> any of those arachnoid. old yeah and I... yeah sorry if you've ever arachnoid. Arachnoid, played yeah. that game way too much so good um <laughs> so if you've ever played that game it's basically like that it's so they've got yeah. a ball they throw it if it hits the ground then that bit of ground disappears beneath them and and thus they will fall yeah, to their death that... it's that um it's that south american game is it high lay or something like that they use with the with the like the wicker basket things on the hands. Oh the... uh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Jilay, Jilay, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I know the one. <clears throat> um, so Flynn's just having a ball. It's just a game. Uh, yeah. He's he's forced to face off against Crom, 
and Crom is like, "Hey, I'm I'm amazing, and uh, yeah. like I'm really I'm, good at this I'm game." Practicing at this, yeah, yeah, uh, and and uh, you know, Crom gets a few good shots in, and and Flynn has to jump about over the over the the uh, the, the missing pieces, um, but he manages to get a one up on him, and uh, and Crom is is like falls through through the ground as it disappears, and he grabs onto the edge, and he's holding onto the edge, <clears throat> and um, Flynn refuses to kill him. Mm-hmm. Sark tells him you have to terminate him, and he's like, "No, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm not going to kill someone." He um, drops, drops the ball through the uh, through the gap. Yes, and Sark says, "You've made a big mistake." Um, and uh, basically, he kills Crom Sark, and he goes to kill Flynn, but but the uh, master control program tells him, "No, I want him to play the games until he dies." Yeah, he wants to prolong the suffering of Flynn. Um. So Flynn is uh, returned to the uh, holding area, and um, he finally meets Tron. Mm-hmm. Um, of course he thinks that Tron is Alan. Yeah. Uh, and Tron is confused because Tron's like, "Alan's my user." Yeah. Like, how did you know that name? How did you know that? And of course Flynn's like, "Oh, I'm all disorientated from <laughs> yeah. traveling and stuff." <clears throat> um. But he says he's starting to remember all kinds of things, uh, including that his user wants him to take down the master control program. Uh, Tron tells him, obviously, that's his goal as well. He's like, that's that's my job. That's what yeah. I'm that's what I'm doing. Um, let's be friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, team up. Yeah, team up. And uh, but before they can kind of continue, all three of them, uh, Ram, Tron and Flynn are taken to the light cycle arena. Which is what most people remember when they think of Tron. Yeah. It's I mean, it's cool. It's, it's the, you know, most remembered scene. <clears throat> it's just... Yeah. I mean... <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Again, another one of those times where as kids you'd run around and you uh, turn cr- turn corners going, Mew! <laughs> yeah. Right angles. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the light cycle arena is basically like a digital uh, snake thing. You're 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 yeah, riding bikes, like, and then out of the back, you, yeah. you have walls come out the back behind you. And the idea is to to get your enemy to slam into a wall. I've always wanted one of those uh, figures. Well, I wanted the figures and the and the the actual light. You could get a, the light cycles. They had like a pull pull. Yep. I remember. I've never actually seen one. Nor have I. If I could ever find one for a reasonable price, I would absolutely love one. Yeah. Um, I, I know they um, they made reissues. They re- they remade them uh, a couple of years back. Mm. They, they they actually look a lot better because the old figures are a bit ropey looking. Yeah, I think Eagle Moss, who are now, I think they've gone under. They've, they've gone under. Uh, but they've they recently did a tron line i know you could get the original light cycles but they looked really the trouble is because the tron designs are very basic it was like whoa that's really pricey for what they actually are though yeah. they're really you know it's not like like with a starship there's some detail there it's like there's no yeah. detail with I, that I, obviously i would have i'd like to have gotten uh, the light ship the yes that would be cool. that's one of one of my favorite i've actually i've got the eagle moss um bajoran cell ship and it's one of my favorite ships and nice. I love the I love the the sailor one. So that the the sailor one from, from Tron. Would be oh yeah, the solar sailor would be awesome. That would be great. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, 
they have to fight in the light cycle uh, arena one of the enemies uh they they team up and, and manage to get one of the enemies to crash into the side of the arena and it cracks the side and then like cr- creates the, this cave through the side of the arena wall um and uh flynn's like well i'm i'm escaping yeah but do you guys want to come <laughs> and uh Tron and Ram are like mm, good plan um and uh of course they they escape through the hole um sark is like get back here you bastards um, <laughs> yeah and uh like there, they, there's some like big arena warning like you're, you're exiting the game this is illegal yeah. like, like well obviously. This, that's not fair what are you doing <laughs> yeah. no you have to play these games and, until you die you can't escape that's yeah. not fair get back go, go back and die um and i love this moment where uh where they're, they're, they're riding the light cycles uh they've like escaped and they're they're, they're escaping and they just see this row of tanks yeah and, and uh and flynn's like oh, i probably shouldn't have programmed so many tanks <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> yeah. damn why did i make all of these tanks? And, and I, I like the, you get the, the sort of like almost like the switch on so the, the lights are coming on and they're sort of start mm. moving, moving out it's really cool yeah uh so they're getting chased by by uh tanks and recognizer programs um I think... <laughs> luckily the, t- the the tanks are terrible shots yes they're awful um <laughs> so uh so yeah they they manage to escape and they find an io tower um and and tron thinks hey we can we can use it i can use it to communicate with uh alan um and uh they uh in the meantime they they find like a lake of of like pure energy don't they, they, mm, they, I, they... I get like data stream it's like a data stream yeah. yeah they they and they drink from it and they they get like repowered and they kind of light up and stuff it's kind of cool scene yeah um but uh but yeah <laughs> tron uses it to basically find the io tower doesn't he he's like oh i know i know where alan is i can kind of feel it through the data stream and they, they so they know where they they need to go um but unfortunately they are attacked uh by a tank uh or by like a a, a, a it's like a division of tanks isn't it more than, yeah it's more than one um and uh they get a real good shot and uh it takes out flynn and yeah, Ram. finally him <laughs> sorry they finally hit them finally hit yeah yeah um they uh they hit them and um they are supposedly derezzed um mm. there's some rubble on the floor that they're actually passed out behind and and so tron thinks they're dead and the the tank guys are like hey we think he's dead but let's go check we'll go check um tron escapes because he gets shot at um and uh flynn finds ram who's injured uh and takes it takes him with him and uh finds an old damaged recognizer and uh he hides them in there so that they can recover and uh he falls asleep um i think uh, we'll we'll group it together so we'll stick with the recognizer <laughs> they they wake up yeah. um and or, or sorry flynn wakes up but as he's waking up he puts his hand on a part of the the damaged recognizer mm-hmm. and somehow he brings it all back to life and and ram is like holy shit you're you're a user like you shouldn't be able to do that are you a user and yeah. and flynn tells him or like kind of nods and smiles and and ram asks him for help just before he dies basically yeah. he's like help me you're you're a user um and then he dies um there's the, 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 
that scene where that where he's sort of like over over his sort of dying body, it really does look like he's gonna kiss him at any moment. It, it really does, yeah. It's it's a real. I mean, he's he's almost puckered up and everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, that's fine. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. He's I mean, single. I, he can do what he wants. I, I suppose if he's if if you know if if he's his god, he just he just you know wants wants to give God a little kiss. I assume, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flynn's Flynn's single, I think. Although that girl, that girl at the arcade, the other worker at the arcade, she was definitely into him. But oh yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so meanwhile, Tron breaks into the uh, simulation chamber, um, and uh, he finds uh, Yori, a program that's been created by Laura. So of course, looks exactly like Laura, uh, and much like in the real world, Tron and Yori have uh, a bit of a relationship going on, a secret relationship. Yeah. Um, so Yuri works in a simulation chamber where a solar sailor is being uh, constructed. Uh, as you said, an awesome design. Yeah. Um, there is something like I, I guess you're the same as me. There, there is something really cool like that beige or own craft in Deep Space Nine that you were talking about. There's something really cool about having sails on something in space or like yeah, I always digital. Like, like this is something really cool about that visual. You know. Yeah. Uh, a kind of it's stupid but i love it yeah completely impressive. <laughs> you know like it's really ridiculous because you know they and do they... a good job of bullshitting it in deep space nine with the so yeah thing. i'm like okay fine but it, it you know yeah it's cool um it's a cool visual it is it's a, it's a beautiful looking ship yeah um it's some, i mean it's it's got that sort of steampunk aesthetic as well it's all like wooden and sort of brass inside mm, so it's yeah. just perfect it's, it's the sort of thing i absolutely adore it's great yeah um so yori is like in a in a reporting routine and she's kind of out of it completely when when they meet but tron manages to break her out of it and she's like oh my god tron and and you know realizes um so they make their uh way to the io tower together and they meet Dumont, who is Walter's computer version, mm-hmm. uh, who has a tremendous penis for a hat. It's, yes, it's amazing. It's really is. That's um, that's one of the uh, Moebius designs. Is it? It's a it's a great design. I'm only yes. I am only so, making fun, but it is it's an awesome design. But it does look like a big. Piece. It's another thing about the designer. So we we've got um, Sid Mead, who who'd worked on Blade Runner. Yeah. And we've got Peter Lloyd and uh, and Moebius, who who they you know Moebius I think did mostly like costumes and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think Mead did the a lot of the backgrounds and and and, and stuff like that. And I think but, but they actually swapped around and they all they, they they sort of did all sorts of stuff between them. But again, the, you can you can just about tell that that is a Moebius design. Mm. It looks like something he would he he. he he done for one of his you know comics yeah yeah it, it's definitely got his style um i mean i quite like the idea that he's he's in this like big sort of you know revolving well he like controls the io tower right yeah he's like the controller mm-hmm. so he sits in this big throne thing yeah with the big penis head with the big penis head yeah which is it's great <laughs> i love it um so uh, they, they have a conversation and he finally grants Tron access to the port. Um, and Tron then gets the the instructions from Alan in the real world. So basically, I, I'm, I'm assuming at this point, 
He's now got his instructions from Alan. And so Alan in the real world was trying to activate Tron, couldn't find it. And then suddenly Tron's yep. turned up. There he is, giving him the information. You need to destroy Master Control. Tron is now online as he should be. And he's doing the job he should be doing. Yeah. Um, so basically given that in in his disc, he's now got like the, the, the codes that will destroy Master once Control. Inserted, will destroy Master Control. Yeah. Once you throw it at him. Yeah. Throw the frisbee at him, and that will kill him. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, they sneak uh, back to the Solar Sailor, um, avoiding Sark's forces, and um, they head off for the MCP. Yeah. Um, now Flynn manages to disguise himself as one of Sark's troops by jumping well, down got... and knocking him out like a first, ninja. First of all, we've got the the scene with the with where um he's put to he's he's reassembled the. Um, the recognizer, of course, and yeah. He's flying the recognizer, and I love that it, it, it's, it's all knackered. Like, yeah, it's it's like falling apart, and I love that. It's just like about that lines as it was it. Um, baby doesn't uh, drive too well in town. I think it was it was something like that. <laughs> yeah. Of course, because he he meets bit. Now I'm assuming yeah, it's the same. I'm assuming it's the same bit that yes, you had earlier. Says, because he says who's your he, he says who's your um your program and it, it's like and it's it's like yes. yes it's like oh you mean i'm your program and it's like yes 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 <clears throat> um I, I love this <clears throat> is the thing about that is when so when he crashes yeah. what happens to bit you don't see uh, bit no after- you see him so so they he he flies it uh, as close as he can to uh the, t- to, the yeah to mcp uh mcp and uh, i love but he crashes it, i love the way it crashes um each bot, each, each layer, layer is comes way apart. It's, yeah. it's just so it eventually just gets to the top. That's a, it's a brilliant little thing. I love that. So, from what I understand, or from what I can see in that scene, yeah, Flynn then falls out of the the window onto the street. Yes, but then the window kind of comes back behind him, and, oh, so- and bits like stuck in there. Right. Okay. It's a bit weird. They never really address it, but you can see Bit trying to escape, and then he kind of can't. He's like stuck behind this window thing. I don't know. It's odd. Yeah. And, and like, it, it's kind of weird because I would have assumed that Flynn would have gone back for him, but he doesn't. No. He just kind of leaves him. It's like, okay. Well, he does. He does <laughs> say, "Oh, great, one more mouth to feed." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, so he manages to knock out one of Sark's troops, and he realizes that when he touches him, he can go red like they are. Uh, so he disguises himself as one of his troops. Um. And um, he manages to join them on the Solar Sailor. Yeah. Um, and uh, he then, they're attacked by, by Sark's troops. And uh, he manages to fight them off and basically explains to Tron and to Yuri, like, I am a user. Yeah. I, I am a user. And uh, and obviously they believe him because he's got the, uh, the, the user powers. Because they, they manage to switch onto a different track with the Solar Sailor, don't they? Because of yeah, his he... powers. And it sends like a blast back that takes out the recognizers that are chasing them. Yeah. He redirects the, the, the flow. Yes. He, yes. Um, it's all about that, that neutron flow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, they... Uh, they then because they've switched tracks i think it's because they've switched tracks it's like a train track you don't just switch tracks because there's going to be consequences if you start buggering about with tracks yeah uh so they're on the wrong track and um sark's ship 
basically smashes into the solar sailor. Do you um, love that that great big sort of carrier thing? It's really cool. That's another cool design. Oh, as it's well. an awesome design, yeah. Um, and uh, as a result, uh, Tron is thought dead because basically he's in yeah. the bit of the solar sailor that gets cut in half, and um, uh, they they think he's dead. And uh, Sark uh, basically ends up capturing them um, with with the bits of the solar sailor. So he's yeah. caught Flynn and Yuri. There was a thing here as well with Yuri that I don't know whether you've ever noticed. What's that? So when Yuri um, gets on the Solar Sailor, she has a different. She has the different hat. I didn't notice that. No. She has. So the, the the normal one she's wearing is more like a skull cap. Yeah. And when she's on the Sailor, she's got one of the hats that like the the guys are wearing. Oh. And that's because um, the the skull cap that she had on was glued to her head every day. Oh, Christ. And apparently it got so bad that she, she was getting blisters. And then eventually they were gluing it onto her broken blisters. Oh, my God. So she she finally said, you know, sod this. I'm going to wear one of the other hats. And because it was at the time that they get on the Solar Sailor, people just presumed that... She stole a hat or something. changed on... Yeah, it just... When she was powering up, it changed her... And no one, and everybody was fine with it. Yeah, I've, I can't say I've ever noticed it, and I've watched. Yeah, this I, I noticed it years ago, <laughs> but I never really thought about it. But I did. I, I was reading about the yeah, the fact that it was just the, just the agony. They gluing this bloody hat on her head, poor poor woman. Blimey. Um. So yeah, so he captures them, and basically Sark is like he he kind of throws them uh, in 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 prison on the ship, and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to leave the ship and basically yeah. delete the ship." Yep. So he starts derezzing the ship, um, and Yori starts disappearing with the ship. But Flynn manages to keep her alive and keep the ship together. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, with his user powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so obviously, she believes that Tron is derezzed, but actually, uh, Tron has escaped on uh, Sark's shuttle. And lands very near the uh, MCP's core. Yeah. Um, and we see here that uh, the mass control program has captured loads of programs, and they're all like around him. Um, yeah, he's basically just going to sort of suck the power from suck them, all I guess. Or anything that he can use out of them and, and derez them. Yeah. And the uh, the old guys there is uh, the Demont. Yeah. Demont's there, and he's, they've already tortured Demont a little. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we finally see. I don't think we've seen the uh, mass control program until now. He's a big red boy. I think we, we got, we, yeah, we got the, we got a sort of a, a face. We saw his face earlier, which was just all lines, mm-hmm. like a line, line draw. draw oh yeah, face. that's right. Yeah, but now when, we see him for real. He's talking to Sark at some point. He's a big old red head. And when, yeah, when he, I like that when when, he, when he's torturing Sark at one point, just... like, and he says, uh, he says to him, "How would you like to be a?" Uh, working in a calculator yeah yeah he's like i wonder what you'd what you'd how you'd manage life as a pocket calculator or something yeah. like that yeah um yeah because he's constantly scolding sark the whole way through this yeah um, but uh but yes yeah, so um and again you get those, those little moments where where it's like after after he's uh sark's talked to the the sort of the the uh 
the MCP, he sort of comes out of the little chamber that he he sort of connects to. Yeah, and like he immediately like starts picking on the other. Yeah, yeah, he's like typical fucking asshole, right? Face. He's like he's like typical bully. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna pick on you now. I'm having a bad day, so sorry you. <laughs> Um, and of course we do we we forgot to mention it but there's like computer game references all the way through this like pac-man appears ghosts yeah. appear pac-man a, noises are throughout this this film one as well. of the uh, yeah during one of the um the pans across the the, the uh outside mm-hmm. um there's a mickey mouse hidden i hadn't noticed that in, in the landscape yeah huh that's cool um so anyway the master control program can sense tron he's like i can sense his presence so sark get out there buddy yeah you get out there and fight him um, uh, and then so he sends sark out and he's basically then master control is like you know telling everyone you're gonna die he's like you will become yeah. you will each become part of me and together we will be complete so the master control program basically wants to take over all programs and become the everything i think is his goal um as well as possibly start a nuclear war. Yeah, I think eventually kill everybody. Yeah. I think um, will, the world will just consist of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> so uh, Sark and Tron battle um, out in the open, and uh, yep. Tron pretty quickly manages to injure Stark, uh, Sark and uh, yeah, it's, it's really takes cool. his disc. I, I love the way he, he, he th- his disc goes through his um, Sark's disc and straight into his head. Yeah. And it takes the, takes the top of his head off. And I love it. I mean, it's like... It, it, it's almost like he's spilling his brains, basically. Yeah, yeah. You see, like, little bits come out of his head, and you think... It, it, in, a, in a normal movie, that would, that would be gory. Gory and, as hell. You know, yeah. Really gory. Um, yeah, but... Master Control does, like, a Rita Repulsa... And it's like, make my monster yeah. grow. Yeah. And uh, he pull, puts loads of power into Sark, and Sark becomes a giant. Yeah, you, you have all my, you have all my functions. He's yeah. Just, it's like, <laughs> Kaiju Sark! Kaiju Sark, I love it. Um, and uh, yeah, so Tron's like, well, I can't deal with that. So he starts trying to attack uh, the mass control program directly, but he can't get through like a, a protective shield that, yeah, that like covers him. Rotating shields. Um. But Yori manages to guide what's left of Sark's ship, which Flynn's obviously keeping together, um, over towards uh, where the mass control program is. And um, Flynn tells her, well, I'm going to jump down there. That's, that's the only way I can sort this. And yeah. Yori's convinced that's going to de-res him. She's like, you'll be de-resed. And he's like, you know, I, I guess he's just willing to sacrifice himself at that point. Um, yeah. But uh, he he does. He, he jumps and uh, he jumps inside and... and he mass control goes blue when when he jumps inside and and i think the idea is that he's distracted master control by now master control has to deal with flynn being inside of him yeah uh, messing up messing with given his all of his, fun- main, higher, his main functions main functions yeah ah. so as a result there's a gap in the shield and uh tron throws his disc into the into through the shield and uh into the master control program causing him to de-res and um we see the, the the digital world in the io towers light up and it's all very pretty it's like vegas yeah um and all the and programs love, are happy i love the, the you know the, again that that's that score really soars here it that, really does 
We've, we've one that i forgot to mention it's like a little aside it's just like a little moment in this film and they kind of touch on it way more in tron legacy which i, I kind of like um there's like a random shot or two in this in this movie where you just see programs like out, out on oh the, the time, ones that out like the time just like wearing really bizarre outfits and shit yeah this i love that there's... it's like going clubbing or something it's great yeah he walks past those two girls yeah. and it's like and like there's the, the, one of the girls has, has got this like really cool 80s hairdo and she yeah. looks like one of those uh, like um oh what's his name uh she, she looks like she looks vaguely like a soriyama painting yeah yeah and, yeah and, uh, yeah she's sort of like and he sort of like looks back as he's he's walking backwards as he's checking her out sort of thing i love that <laughs> shot. that's a great little shot um but anyway <laughs> the you know tron meets up with yori and um yori explains uh flynn's sacrifice and what he did and and they wonder what happened to him because obviously he's disappeared uh but we see that luckily uh flynn i i'm assuming that flynn just gained control of everything at that point and reset everything and also sent himself back so he is sent back and the laser finally rematerializes him um at the terminal where he was uh and a printer next to him starts printing with the uh the evidence yeah that the original program's were written by flynn not dillinger um i'm not sure how that works as evidence it's just a printed piece of paper that well, just I, says hey this I was originally by flynn but it well, works so um when dillinger's up in the office that the his terminal he comes up on the terminal well. so I, yeah. i'm guessing the printout is just for a as a you a know thing. yeah it's actual, actually everywhere yeah. it's yeah it's telling everything but that's it's you know yeah release get out in the world i guess is the, is the idea i suppose and if i had one criticism for this film it would be this bit um because we cut to the next day and and like you know we we see dillinger's got the the message on the yeah. computer on, on where uh master control was um and we find out that you know sometime later dillinger's arrested or whatever <laughs> or fired um and the movie ends yeah and i like it in a way where they're like hey like alan's like hey let's get ready for the boss and of course yeah. it's flynn coming they, off the helicopter yeah I, I really wish we'd saw more of them in the real world after he got out and he was like yeah. telling the story I, and, and well. like reuniting it, it feels a bit rushed that it, it, end it like, does it does it always i I've, I've always felt that as well that it, it just sort of ends it's like, mm. oh, okay, that, that's it that's it's, it's, it's like the only bit of the film that i'm like oh that's a bit of yeah. a shame you know i kind of wanted to see more uh and one of the things i like about legacy is that you do see that that alan and flynn became best of friends eventually you know yeah uh, i i really love that like box lightner uh, as alan in legacy i think is great where he's still sticking up for flynn and he believes in flynn and and all of that and uh... I, yeah and i i think they they it's it's another one of those really good sequels that is really respectful of the of the original oh, it really it, is respectful of the original and i like how they move flynn on to being this you know <laughs> the dude <laughs> these days we're we're, we're 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 sick of seeing the sort of you know the the oh it's he's now an old man sort of in his though but with this with this version it works because of the the whole build up you've had and the reason why you know it, it, and it's really funny it's because earned. yes it is and and it's really funny because I always thought like when you watch the Big Lebowski I was always like that is totally Flynn if Flynn just grew yeah. up as a bum. Yeah, yeah, and and then I loved in Legacy. It was like, oh yeah, he's just the dude. That's perfect yeah. because that is literally the same character, pretty uh-huh. much. Um, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. 
Um, but yeah, that was Tron from 1982. Yeah. One of my favorite and, films and so of all time. It was, it was a flop. Again, there's another one of those flops. It, it was. Even though it made shit loads of money, it didn't make enough for Disney. You know, they, no. They they really needed a big win at that point. And they, they stupidly, so that it was going to go up against um, The Secret of Nim mm-hmm. when it was released. And they decided to move it. So they moved it forward to summer. And it was released at the same time as uh, Blade Runner, Poltergeist, E.T. Uh, <laughs> it's like... Mm. But those films aren't real competition. That's fine. Yeah, but they didn't. I mean, Blade Runner was a <laughs> fucking ET. Going well, up against like, ET is like, yeah, retarded. It's <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, it had a budget of seventeen million and it made thirty three. So yeah. uh, probably, well, not certainly not a big success by any amount. It made, I mean, it made, it made seventy uh, in in merch. So sure, they had they, they did have that at least, but. It just wasn't enough for them, I guess, you know? No. Um, and it, it always felt weird to me that they did a sequel, to be honest, and they're talking about doing another one. Um, well, I'm so, glad they did, but it's always like, well, it was a film that didn't do that well. I'm surprised you decided to do that, but cool. So something that I found out recently that I, I think I told you a couple of weeks ago, uh, the reason why it didn't, this, this, they didn't do a third one was because it was at the time that Disney bought Star Wars. Yeah. And they basically went, well, we don't need another sci-fi <laughs> we don't need another sci-fi movie Just now one at a time star wars we don't you know who, who's gonna care about tron we've got star wars and you, oh, you bastards i care way more about tron than i do star wars certainly these days <laughs> tell yeah. you that for nothing yeah. um but yeah i i can't recommend this film enough mm-hmm. uh you're either gonna kind of vibe with uh the, the style of it or you're not yeah and i i think if you're if you're happy with the style and you're willing to go with it Mm-hmm. it's awesome i kind of yeah. feel like nowadays like where retro is the new is so in vogue yeah i kind of feel like this film might do better with people now because they're kind of in that retro vibe I anyway sort of hope, i sort of hope so but i know people are very intolerant of old graphics and i know people that are like people in that are intolerant of old films in general i mean mm-hmm. i know people i know a lot of people that will not watch a black and white movie they my just wife, won't do my it. wife doesn't like black and white movies. It's weird, so. isn't it? Like, yeah. I love black and white movies, but a lot Me of people too. don't. Um, And, and yeah, I, I get it. This this film does look very odd, and it is very much of its time. But I, I think it's <laughs> it's a style. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of got its own style, and it works now. You know, it kind of works as just a style choice now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I, I still think it holds up. It's, it's I do as well. It's, and it's, it, it's a simple story that... You know, it doesn't need any any more. I think added to it. It's, you know, it's great. I think some some of the themes it touches upon, it doesn't, you know, do enough with. You know, the religious elements. Mm. It, it sort of, it kind of just shirks those off quite quickly. It's like, yeah, well, we're, we're just like, we're just people. You know, you're yeah. just thinking, oh, is that it? Then is it okay? Fine. Yeah. But but I, I, you know, I don't really mind that. It's it, it is what it is. It's it's just a really nice little sci-fi movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But yeah, can't recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back next week with, you know, the usual review stuff. Um, I haven't actually seen anything yet, but... Uh... I've got... I've, I've finished uh, The Old Man, so... Oh, cool. Keeping it with Bridges. Mm-hmm. So I'll review that. And yeah, I'm hearing very good there's things. A, there's a couple of... That, that Grey Man's out, so I'm going to watch that. 
I'm not on the Netflix at the moment. Um, but uh, I I was tempted tempted to watch that Prize Fighter or whatever it's called. Yes, oh, kind of good. I saw the trailer for that. I thought, yep, and it's it's Bristol. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um so i'll probably give that a go but uh, in any case have a you know uh, stay safe and all that and well uh, we'll catch you next time